1: This episode is brought to you by Yellow Letter HQ. Head over to bit.ly
0: slash yellowletterhd for fast, affordable, direct-to-seller marketing. Tired of real estate marketing campaigns that don't get results? Yellow Letter HQ is one of the most competitive direct mail campaigns that can save your budget and your sanity. They deliver a fast campaign turnaround that gets your phone ringing. Check out their services at bit.ly slash yellowletterhd. This week, we jump into part two of my conversation with Gary Boomershine regarding lead generation for real estate investors. If you want to connect with Gary, make sure you jump over to his website at realestateinvestor.com. That's realestateinvestor.com. One other thing that you have your uh, people ask that I found pays off Almost every time, is you know, have you considered listing it with a realtor? As if I've just run into a lot of other investors who who almost keep that under a cloak or something as if that's a secret, like right, but but more times than not, you'll get far more information by simply asking that question, yeah, regarding their motivation.
2: Yeah, I we have this conversation, Jack, and and this is, I mean. I'm in, what am I in, 10 masterminds, some of the top masterminds in the country with really, really solid people that are doing massive direct mail. Scott Oots, I think Scott Oots does uh, on average 55, what did he say, 55,000 pieces of direct mail a week. So we're talking high volume guys. And I'll tell you a couple things. One is that there's no money to be made in this business if you're not talking to sellers. And the biggest fear that new new investors have, probably some of the people that might be following and listening to us right now, the biggest fear is the fear of rejection, of getting on the phone and getting yelled at by a seller. And, 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 and so they'll go back to trying to find you know, the new little rainbow unicorn mailing list or the next marketing thing, the, the shiny object syndrome, right? The reality is, you just have to talk to the seller and, and the re- it, it has to be done. You can use all the systems and all these things that, that, that get you in front of the seller, but you still have to talk to the seller. And the reality is, it's just a human conversation. Once you start having some at-bats interacting with the seller, it is people buy and people sell to people that they like, trust, and respect and being honest. And, uh, you know, I was coaching uh, Tyler in Dallas and a uh, super, super amazing guy. And, you know, he, 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 was nervous originally talking to sellers. So I just said, just tell them who you are. You know, the fact he's, he, he actually was a pilot when he was like 14 years old. He had a pilot's license before mm-hmm. he actually was driving a car. And I said, tell, tell the sellers that, tell them who you are. You know, when I come in, I actually show, show picture. Here's my wife and my kids. And uh, we've been doing this full time. We took our little nest egg uh, together, our, our little family in, investment, and we buy properties a few this month. And, you know, if there's an opportunity for, uh, you know, if this is a good situation for you and we can make a modest profit, I'd love to be an opportunity for you. Uh, but and I love the, you know, I'll, I'll say, have you thought about listing it with, a, with an agent? Here's the thing. There's so many benefits to what we offer as investors. I know you know that, Jack, but mm-hmm. for everybody else, there's so many things. A lot of people don't want the hassle of waiting and mm-hmm. having people holding open houses and having people trample through their stuff or having to do the repairs. And so, um, you know, I buy, I buy properties with bad tenants. I know you probably do too. Mm-hmm. I, love buying, I, love, I love buying problems. I had uh, three sisters, older sisters who had an estranged son who had been living in this property, uh, uh, in Oakland, California for eight years, rent free, no electricity. They turned the electricity off. He was still living. They couldn't get him out. And I, I said to the three sisters, how would you like it if I bought the property and I'll take, I'll take him as a renter. (laughs) He doesn't even have to pay rent. I'll take care of him. And, um, and they were so happy. They were in their late seventies and they said they, uh, they were super, super happy. Um, and so we we buy you know as long as we can find the problem right of the, what the seller's problem and we mm-hmm. can come up with a solution it's you know we, we exchange you know a discount on a property for problems all, all the time right
0: yeah no it, it's funny that we I almost have that exact same story We had we had a family who just had, they couldn't, they didn't have it in their heart to evict them. So they sold us the property and then we went through the eviction process instead. Yeah. We ended up being the bad guy for it, you know, so yeah. they didn't have to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, there's, that's not always, that's definitely not the norm. And you know, if you're a real estate investor, let's say you're, you know, somebody that's actually listening to this right now, um, you know, you can buy a property on the MLS that's listed with a realtor. If you're looking that's a lot of people do that. Um, they call that online. We're looking for online properties. I love going after off market. That's I, I, I mean, that's on market deals, right? Typically MLS foreclosure auctions, or buying at the HUD. It's super competitive. Mm-hmm. I like going off market and right. the challenge with off market is that you have to do the, you have to do the marketing that generates the lead. The follow up is the key, and having a phone team. Somebody needs to do the phone work, and mm-hmm. uh, and I always tell people, hey, it, it really the work has to get done. It just doesn't have to get done by you. And um, you you want to look at the marketing and that work and the cost of that as return on investment. You know, you're putting a dollar in, and you're getting four, five, ten dollars out. And so, a lot of novices they look at it as an expense, and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to do it myself," and that's a recipe for disaster. Mm. So it's it's you know I would say if if you're if you're if you're if you're uh, in this business as a real estate investor, uh, it's going to do multiple transactions a year or a month. You want to think of it as a business, and every business needs a CEO. That's what we are, right? A CEO. And probably the money making activities, the thousand to ten thousand dollar an hour work is talking and closing sellers. And if you're doing ten dollar an hour work as a CEO, you're gonna have a ten dollar bank account. Mm-hmm. It's so you wanna the marketing, the follow up should be automated, done by somebody else. The phone dialing should be done by somebody else. Those are those are ten dollar an hour or less activities and it shouldn't be us.
0: Right. I'm, I'm sure, sure you've done a, <laughs> you, I'm sure you've done a comparison too, because you know, there are some, there's a lot of CRMs out there now that uh, do the stealth voicemail, for example. So uh, yep. let's say, you know, I'm, in fact, my CRM does that where it, uh, somebody calls in and if I don't call them back myself, the CRM kind of sends them a stealth voicemail. So at least yep. they're getting some sort of follow up. Yeah, but I, I just, I, I just know that's not as effective
2: yeah that it's interesting so real we recently actually merged and acquired two software companies um, specifically because we were using a system called podio a lot of mm-hmm. us a lot of people they're pretty popular uh, I call it polio because <laughs> it has all kinds of problems. Yes, it's a very inexpensive solution, but in reality what what it there and I won't go into it.
0: No, I, I experienced it. It's a big time suck.
2: That's yeah. So let me give you an example. We have real We have uh two 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 CRMs. We have a light version, we call it touch. So you can go out to realestateinvestor.com. This is just one version. There's other CRMs and and uh, but I'll tell everybody what, what was really important. But touch is you know, it's less than a hundred bucks a month and it it automates all the follow-up. The 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 second version of it is called Grow, and that's a couple hundred dollars a month. And that does all the management and follow-up and uh, contract generation. So it can automatically send an electronic agreement for signature to the seller, all filled out, um, post properties, um, you know, for buyers. So if you've got a, a deal under contract and you want to post it to your buyer's list with its own website, so that's our grow version, and then managed is, uh, is kind of the premium service. And that's where our team will actually manage all the direct mail for our members consistently, um, and a phone team and all the follow up. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's really the staff because you could have the systems, but somebody still has to run the systems, Mm -hmm. right? It could be you or you could hire somebody. And a lot of people say, we just, we want, we just want you guys as experts, but here's the deal with follow-up Jack. It needs to have Just sending one follow-up voicemail is not enough, not today in this market. So a lead comes in, um, number one, uh, it needs to actually go out multiple channels. So text, ringless voicemail, email, follow-up letter, and over to an auto dialer to be called. And that needs to be what we call no seller left behind, which means that drip And sequences needs to go on for years Mm -hmm. because the reality is 90% come after that six interaction. And so you need multiple channels. Um, A a lead comes in, I'll give everybody, I I don't want to get way down statistics because I know that I can do that as the nutty professor. But a proven fact is that if you don't interact with the seller within 15 minutes of that lead coming in, your chances of conversion of that lead into a deal goes down by 400%. So you have to interact with the seller within 15 minutes. So we, we actually, a lead will come in, we will text message them with the, and the words need to be, they cannot look like it was, uh, it can't look like it was a machine. It has to look personal. It has to be customized. It, can, it has to be delayed. So if, a, if, a, if a, a message comes in and within three seconds, a text message goes out, the seller knows that that was automatic. They know that that was system generated. They won't respond to it. So we have to have a delay in it. Most of the CRMs out there, they, don't, they haven't built it to have a delay. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they were built by technical people, they not real estate people. Um, it needs to go to a phone team with the right script so, so that they, they get back on the phone. And, and then the type of lead that comes in, the type of lead um, of where it came in from needs to have a different sequence. So if a seller comes in and says they're not interested, you're not going to want to text them immediately, right? You're going to want it to be delayed for three to four months. And then slowly the follow-up starts. If somebody comes in and it was a hang-up, you want to be quick, but you want the message to be very specific to a hang-up. Hey, we missed a call from you. What was, the, what was the address of the property you wanted to sell? And then it needs to have you know your name or, or, or somebody's name and a local phone number on there. Um, typically, it also needs to be from the same. The phone number needs to be the same number that they called in off of. Most CRMs don't do that. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, why we, that's why we built our own. Um, a lot of CRMs you have to have, you also have to, you know, you have to have your own call system like call rail or freedom voice. And you got to set up all these different fly broadcasts. And we, we wanted it all in one package. Great. Um, and then, and then the other thing, these CRMs you, you have, they'll support the follow up, but you have to write all the scripts. And so I've yet to find anybody that uses another CRM that has written a script, <laughs> Why? Because it, you know, most of us are real estate guys. We're not technical guys. Right. And so what What we did is we actually, in our system for realestateinvestor.com, we actually wrote all the scripts. We came together and said, what are the perfect words? And what's the order? What's the sequence? You know, is, does it need to go out every day? Does it need to go out every three days? What's the best time of the day to actually interact and, and send the, uh, send the, the, the response back. And that's mm. all prebuilt.
0: So, Boy, I could just go on and on and on here. So, um, so with with what you were just saying there, when you when they're doing a marketing list, do you basically skip trace everybody? That whole list, basically loaded into your CRM, so you have that that contact information preloaded, if you will, so that when they do call in, you already know who they are and you can have that personalization. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a really great question. The answer is no. So if you're sending out direct mail, it is not cost, uh, it's cost prohibitive to try to actually skip trace the phone number. Why? To skip trace the phone number correctly to, uh, is, is not a half a penny. It's usually to get the right data. Like we actually, we have skip tracing available in our service. It is, uh, it's, it's, it's about the most cost-effective that you can get. We've negotiated a monster deal. It's it's from a company where IDI uh, actually yeah. goes to, and I know you're familiar with them. Um, so, yeah, you do not d- need to do that. Plus, you know, if you're sending out a thousand postcards, you're only going to get a response off of a uh, off of a certain percentage. So, to buy the whole phone list for just for the, for the, for the small percentage, the two, the the one to two to 3% that are going to come back off of Mm -hmm. the direct mail um, is not cost. It's not, it's not effective. Now, if you're going to, if you're going to do it right and you buy the mailing list and then you data stack it to get the vacants, the vacants that you'll want to pull and those would be good for text messaging, right? So you Mm -hmm. direct mail, you can do a larger group, And then you might take a percentage of that and skip skip trace those for doing text message broadcasting and ringless voicemail or cold calling. So the list can actually be reused, but actually, you know, it it really depends on what the purpose is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, No. Now I'll I'll give you another little uh, thing that has been incredibly effective off of all the direct mail, the return postcards that we get. Um, about four to five percent is the national average of, of postcards that will come back in the mail mm-hmm. returned. And what we have found is there's a percentage of the w- ones that are returned that will say vacant. They'll say, uh, deceased, undeliverable. Those are absolute gold mine to skip trace. So you send out a thousand postcards, you get 40 or 50 back of the 40 to 50 that you get back from the thousand mailed, you're probably gonna have fifteen that those should be skip traced and given to somebody to be called. Those are gold. Mm. That's, that's uh, the reason that and the reason they're gold is the competitors are not doing this. Right. The harder it, the harder it is to, to locate a seller and nope and you have less you have less competition, the, the 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 better the results.
0: Sure. So do you have you know now I'm I'm going to show some interest in your, in your CRM here. Now, um, do you have a way for, you know, if somebody was entrenched in Podio or something else right now, is there an easy way to migrate to a, to your solution?
2: Yeah, we built, um, we actually have a migration path where our team as part of the process will migrate people from Podio over to our system. We do that. Uh, in fact, we had all of our former clients, we built Podio. Um, We were the largest client, by the way. Uh, Our company was the largest client of Podio. Um, uh, In fact, when there were performance problems that you probably experienced, they were coming from us. We pretty much (laughs) broke the system and that's one of the reasons why we decided to move away from Podio. Um, But yes, there's a migration path of how we can take the leads and the deals and all that data and migrate it over into, uh, our system. There, there were other things with Podio, um, you know, just the, the user experience is terrible, right? It's just like one mm-hmm. long list. It's very hard to, to, to train a staff, uh, to use it. So as there were other limitations. So when you log into our system, <clears throat> we have all the list data loaded in ours as well. So when a lead comes in, Right from a postcard or maybe a carrot website or maybe uh, whatever the marketing is, a lead comes in. The very first thing we do is we will match up and find, hey, do we know the list that it came from? That's absolutely gold. So Mm. most of the podio systems and other CRMs do not do that. The second thing that we do is we socially profile uh, to see if there's a Facebook, uh, if that, if that person has an email address, a Facebook, a LinkedIn, a Twitter, and we're able to pull that data automatically instantaneously back because that gives us the capability of interacting and possibly, you know, reaching out to them with other channels. And then the follow-up automatically kicks off depending upon the type of lead, the follow-up sequence. Uh, And then if they're using our phone team, our sales ninja phone team, then they'll be called as well forever. To turn it into a qualified appointment.
0: So, so following them up on those social media links, have you gotten or seen any pushback from from people? I mean, there's been some issues, you know, regarding people being concerned with their privacy and and this and that. Like, have have you found anybody being but creeped you know, out we, by yeah. being reached out to them through?
2: No, uh, where where we've seen the issues is when you're actually broadcasting. There are, you know, like if you're broadcasting to a cold list, that's typically where the issues are. If somebody comes in as an inbound lead, we haven't seen that. In fact, um, an incredible thing, and I'd recommend this to anybody that's buying properties right now and you're already doing this, is every deal that you close with a seller, get a short testimonial a quick two to three minute video or shorter right off of your cell phone with the seller and, and we're having our clients put those met those video links right back into the follow-up so as the lead comes in it's something to put back out to the seller hey we just closed uh, 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 thought this might be relevant you know we just closed another property and if you know somebody if you're thinking of selling, or you know somebody would love to, we'd love to talk to uh, you or a, a referral. And then you put the link of the video testimonial. Um, we're not, we don't have a lot of people. I know the people that are doing this are having great success, uh, but retargeting. So being able to do Facebook retargeting ads, somebody comes in as an existing lead with an email, and being able to retarget them on Facebook, uh, in some other places has been super fruitful.
0: Hmm. So, well, I warned you that uh, this was, I was hoping, you know, try to keep it to 20, 30 minutes, but look, we're, we're closing in on an hour already. Um, so if, if people didn't pull out a lot of great nuggets and information out of this episode, I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, between your three Ps, you, you gave us protect, pivot, and what was the third one? And
2: profit. Profit. It's, yeah. especially in this market right now, That's uh, we actually created a, pr- a public Facebook group called, it's on Facebook, called Real Estate Investor Beacon. It was just our give as a company back to the, our community uh, in the real estate niche of what's working and what are we all doing right now in this market where I've been interviewing uh, people, uh, big hitters of what people are doing right now. How are they adjusting? And that's a very consistent message for us, which is protect, right? A lot of us are tightening up. We're getting a lot sharper in terms of our marketing spend right now. Um, this, is not, this is not a time to sit idle, you know, watching the TV. Uh, this is Most of us are doubling up on marketing. A lot of us are taking the existing leads and going back to them. So sellers that were not motivated, we're seeing a lot of them that are motivated right now. So the old leads that maybe the seller said I'm not interested are turning into being great deals right now. Um, But it's protect and then it's pivot going into the new market and then profit. And uh, so a lot of us are doing that. A lot of us are gearing up for opportunities to buy creatively. So that's uh, historically we've been buying with all cash. So a lot of us are going into, there'll be incredible opportunities of buying creatively, which I won't go into a lot of detail and also raising money uh, because there's going to be deal opportunities coming our way within the foreseeable future. Sure.
0: No money without talking to the sellers. And I'll, in fact, you mentioned when uh, uh, people sometimes are afraid to make those phone calls. Um, I I don't know, for for some reason, it it always helps me to remember that you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. I mean, it's just... So make sure you're making, doing that follow-up is key. And this is really an interesting statistic you threw out that 90% of your leads are going to come from your like sixth or more follow-up.
2: Yeah. Um, Gosh, you know, Jack, especially for everybody, this is the key. It is time tested. This is not just something new and it's not just real estate. This is a proven fact on doing direct response marketing, which is direct mail or any of these sources. So 3%, 3% of the profits come from the initial call. So if people are wondering why they're not imagine 97 you take whatever you've made that's only 3% of the potential off of your existing lead pool. The money is all in the follow-up and 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 f- including the phone follow-up. It is extremely profitable. 90% of the deals and the profits come after the six interaction and less than 10 percent of anybody in this business actually follow up more than twice so all the profit is after number six follow-up and 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 the other piece is repetitive marketing it has to be consistent so people if they're going to do it don't just do it for a week or two or a month you want to be committed to it marketing is a process Um, i'll tell you a couple other things Just it's time tested on average, on average off of direct mail. And by the way, all these lead sources, direct mail, text messaging, any direct response. It's an average of 45 leads produce a deal. All right. Some lists will be as low as 20, but on Mm -hmm. average over the long haul, 45 leads produce a deal. 45 will be about 15, one third of the 45, 15 will be what we call good leads. The rest of them are not ready. Uh, about half of those we will t- typically make offers to to close one. And that's a national average. So people will get 10 leads and they'll say, why didn't I make any money? This this direct mail doesn't work in my market. It's too competitive. No, it's actually, it's a numbers game. And then we're, we're continuously working all of the old leads forever. Uh,
0: <clears throat> Because your key there was that you just said they weren't ready.
2: They weren't ready.
0: (laughs) You just got to hit them when they're right. (laughs) That's right.
2: (laughs) The mindset of anybody doing this should be that all leads suck until you talk to the seller. Mm -hmm. Right? They don't just come in motivated. What we're looking for is a reasonable seller and they get more and more motivated. Not all sellers are ready yet. And so you have to interact with them. And, um, it's, it's, it's the psychology just thinking just like a buying a car. people that will go to the dealership a week or two weeks. So it's a process and a lot of people are they, they, they're looking for the fairy tale motivated seller. It doesn't exist. There's no mm-hmm. perfect list, there's no perfect letter, there's no perfect website. It's a process. And the people, the people that are doing it right are making tons of money off of it. Scott, Scott has had one of his best months. Uh, You know, he's, and he's doubling up. We just inter he He's actually a real estate investor beacon. He, uh, we just interviewed him. Uh, So that was, that would be a good one for people to listen to. He's a, you know, he's a high seven figure guy in one of the most competitive markets in the country.
0: So. Well, and then you you threw out one last staggering statistic that you need to contact or or reach back out to these people within 15 minutes or their interest drops 400%. That is, if that doesn't get you back on the phones, I don't know what does.
2: Yeah. Yeah. At the very, yeah.
0: Yeah. What were you going to say? At the very least, what?
2: Oh, at the very least, it's the text message. A text message Or, you know, it it also typically 4 to 5 p.m., 4 to 5 p.m. is the best time Wednesdays and Thursdays to call back uh, is what we found. The problem is most of us are busy, right? Mm -hmm. So that's another reason why you want to have a system to automate the follow-up and you want a phone team that's built in to do it for us.
0: Well, I'm going to end with one last question. Was there a question you wished I would have asked you here tonight?
2: Is this a good time to be in the real estate investor niche? Would be probably the number one question. And this is the type of market that we're going into right now that real estate investors dream of. And so um, I, this is an incredible, incredible market that we're about ready to go into. Um, I, I, you know, with, with, with a situation like this, you know, we want to buy low and sell high. The the market, the, the money, the primary amount of money was made at the beginning of the cycle, two thousand eight to two thousand twelve. Right? Then we get into the back end, which is a euphoric stage where everybody's talking real estate. So mm. we're now going back into the reset of the market. And I would say people that are sitting on the sidelines, it's it's uh, we're gonna see a lot of people exit, and this is the time to prepare. And do the three P's and be ready to pivot and profit.
0: Well, I can't thank you enough, Gary, for being on the show. This was, I and, and I really appreciate you uh, sticking it out and giving us so much time. If uh, people were interested in following up with you or finding your podcast, I know you, I don't think you could have an easier domain name to remember <laughs> realestateinvestor.com. I mean, Man,
2: what a what a great domain name! Um, where else would they find you? Yeah, you know, Facebook, real estate, and you can type in Facebook groups, real estate investor beacon. Uh, that's something we set up specifically as our give back. That's got great content. Uh, we have a huddle. Uh, we have a podcast that's real estate investor huddle, and uh, got some great interviews there. And then, of course, you can always check us out. Our team loves to talk. Uh, you won't find a, a salesy approach. It's very much, I've got an organization with about 110 people working for us. And, you know, we'd love helping other investors, other like-minded investors. And if we can help, uh, we've got a lot of articles, ton of articles of, uh, and, and informi- you know, helpful tips. If you're trying to do stuff on your own, we've got a lot of free resources out there. So take advantage of all that. And, um, and if we can ever help you out, let us know.
0: Well, I, I, again, really appreciate your time. It was great chatting with you, and I hope we can do it again sometime.
2: Yeah, awesome, Jack and everybody. Have a great one.
0: We've put a lot of effort into providing useful content, and if you've found value in the show and have any interest in supporting us with a small donation,
1: head over to patreon.com slash housedudes. And if you have any thoughts or questions, shoot us an email at info at You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at House Dudes. And if you like what you're hearing, head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps other investors out there find the show. And remember, massive positive impact requires massive positive action. We'll see you next time. This episode was brought to you by HouseDudes.com. Do you have time to actively manage flipping and rentals yourself? If so, go for it. If you live in a market that won't cash flow or don't have the time to do all the work, are you just out of luck? If there was a way to participate more passively, would that appeal to you? I'm sure you have questions about how the process works and what to do next. If that's the case, fill out the form on housedudes.com slash investors, and we'll reach out to see if you are a good fit for our business. This is First Come, First Serve, and we will have to stop taking applications when our goals are met. See you at housedudes.com slash investors.